Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. We must take God at His Word and we must act on it. We honor God when we act on His Word for it shows that we trust Him. Are you hearing me? Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe, continuing her message titled, I've Changed My Mind. Speak the word. If you want to know why you're where you are, you only just need to listen to the words coming out of your mouth. That will tell you where you are. That will identify you. Hosea 4, 6 says that his children are perishing for a lack of knowledge. They don't know that when the enemy's coming against them, that, you know, when... When the enemy is trying to tell you that you're weak, that you need to say, I'm strong. Because the Bible says, you know, let the weak say they're strong. And be determined that when you ask for it and we pray that it's going to be done, as far as you're concerned. It's going to be a done deal. It's not going to be one of these things, well, Pastor Joe, I hope so. It's going to be, I know so. It's done. I don't want to settle for less. Do you? God sent Moses into Egypt to deliver the Israelites out of bondage. God brought them all out miraculously. Not one of them was sick. There were millions. Not one of them had a headache. He said that he brought them forth with silver and gold. There was not one sick person among the tribe. You know, and I know that's true because the Bible says that they went from house to house gathering up the silver and the gold and the Egyptians where they were wanting so desperately to get rid of them they gave them everything they had so when they left out of Egypt they left with all the silver and the gold and they left healthy so they left healthy and wealthy but were they satisfied no all they did was mummer and complain it says in Exodus 3 21, God told them that he would grant them such favor in the sight of the Egyptians that when they left, they would not leave empty-handed. God told them that beforehand. He said, I'm going to show you favor with the Egyptians. You know, saints, God can show you favor on your job with your boss. He can show you favor on your job with your co-workers. He can show you favor with your next-door neighbor. He can show you favor with anybody, with your bank. He can show you favor with anybody he wants to show you favor with. As a matter of fact, the word says his favor surrounds you like a shield. Hallelujah. And he said, not one of them, like I said, doesn't even have a headache. But they never changed. They never had a mind changed, never changed their thinking. And they all ended up dying one by one in the wilderness because they never changed their mind. They never renewed their mind. They were never thankful. They were never appreciative of anything that God did for them, and they had everything. And when you read the story, you'll also see that it took them 40 years to make an 11-day trip. You know, sometimes if you're following our GPS now, you might do that. <laughs> you might, it might take you 40 days to get someplace. But unless you can expand your mind, saints, unless you can enlarge them and get out of this box, 
that the devil has put you in, then you're never going to go where God wants you to go and do what he wants you to do. He did not create you to be wimps, but he created us to be warriors to fight the good fight of faith. That's what he created us for. In 1 Timothy 6.13, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made the good confession before many witnesses. What he's talking about there is when you made the good confession, when you confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the good confession. The enemy keeps you down because you won't change your mind. You keep that same old mindset. You have your mind set on that same program, on that same station, static and all, saying and doing the same things over and over again, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. It's like a, you got it on that same radio station, and, and maybe sometimes, have you ever turned your radio on and all you could get was static? You, nothing, would, nothing would come in clearly for you to hear, all you're getting is static. And that was the way it was on TV in my day, uh, younger days. Um, with the little antennas with the tin foil wrapped around them, you know. You didn't really get, you got static, you got a lot of snow, you know. But my point is, is that you keep saying, if we keep saying the same thing all the time and doing the same things over and over and over again, and then we wonder why we're not getting any breakthroughs, wondering why there's never any changes in your life, it, it's impossible. It's an impossibility. In order to get change, you have to make change. You know, um, do you remember that piranha I was just telling you about? How he kept trying to get to the fish, but he kept running into this invisible wall. And then after 30 days, he had gotten a mindset. In 30 days, he got a mindset. It didn't really matter to him anymore that the shield had been removed and he could now get the food. It didn't make any difference to him that there was nothing there protecting him to keep him away from the food anymore. It didn't matter because he, he had a man's side. In his mind, he's a prisoner. In his mind, he can't do it. He'd already developed a mindset. And Second Corinthians uh, ten five says, bring every thought into captivity. In other words, capture every thought, every uh, thought that exalts itself against the true knowledge of God. What he's talking about, any thought that the Satan puts you in your mind that doesn't line up with the Word of God, you need to capture that thought and bring it into captivity. Are you hearing me? In your mind today, Satan may be telling you, hey, you can't do that. You don't have the training for that job. You don't have the credentials to do that job. He told me that once many years ago. I can't do that job. You don't have the credentials to do it. He said, you, you can't afford to live in that house. You don't make enough money to live in that house. You can't live in that neighborhood. Th these are some things that he might be telling you. Or he might be telling you, you'll never be healed. You're going to be sick the rest of your life. You know, the, the doctors told you, you're going to have to live with that. So how, how are you going to be healed if the doctors told you because you got more faith now in what the doctors say and what the God said. So you said, he said, I hear people say that a lot. I'll have to take that medicine for the rest of my life. And that's something I got to learn to live with. But you know, you don't have to learn to live with anything. Right. You, you can, but you don't have to. You can choose to. Sometimes, you know, uh, he'll say you're not smart enough. <laughs> he tells me that. I know I'm not the, as somebody said, the sharpest knife in the drawer. But, <laughs> but I, I'm a little bit smart. 
And uh, when he was telling me I didn't have the credentials, you know, when uh, the Lord was wanting me to be a chaplain down in North Carolina, a uh, volunteer chaplain, you know, he kept telling me I couldn't do that. I didn't have the credentials. I didn't have the education. I didn't have whatever it took. But, you know, God is my witness. I did become the chaplain, the only one in North Carolina that didn't have the credentials. It's because I didn't have that mindset. I didn't buy in to what he told me. He said I couldn't do it. And I'll tell you something else. If I had gone online, which I did not do until after the fact, till after I was the chaplain, I did Google it. And when I found out what all the qualifications were, if I had Googled beforehand, I probably would have had so much doubt in my mind that I would have never had it. I would have never received it. That's the same thing as the doctor tell you something, you go home and Google it. And to find out, you know, you know, kind of like you self-treat yourself or find out what you can do or, yeah, you just check these things out. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just go outside and say, Lord, I respect what that doctor just told me, but I don't agree with them. That's not what your word tells me, so I'm not going to agree with them. This is what your word says. I agree with that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. His, you know, this is what Satan does all the time. He sounds like a broken record, kind of like some of us. You keep running into that same wall. You need to know, saints, that Satan is the one who put the wall in your mind to begin with. He's the one that put the wall there. But you have the power to tear it down. That's what I'm telling you. He put the wall there telling you these things that you can't do it. But God's word will break it down. God's word will break it into little bitty pieces. And in Hebrews 4.12, it says his word is sharper than a two-edged sword, that it'll cut through bone and marrow, even to divide in the spirit and soul. So his words will destroy everything. God tells us not to grow weary and give up. He tells us if we will persevere, we will be blessed and that we'll have victory. Hallelujah. First John 4 says, anyone born of God is already victorious. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So when you start to visualize getting that job or that house, know that any wall that is there to block you is one that the devil put there and that it's only a mindset. Are you hearing me? It's only a shadow. It's not for real. When he puts these blocks in your mind, these invisible shields in your mind by telling you you can't do this or you can't go there or you can't have that, no, it's just a shadow. He is only deceiving you into thinking He's tricking you that you can't get past a certain point, but you can. You can. I know you can. God said you can. And Philippians 14 says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And another one that I have been using a lot recently is Psalm 71, 16 in the New King James, where it says, I go in the power. I go in God's power. I go in the might of the Lord my God. I came in here tonight in the power of the Lord my God. Uh, he did not ask me to come in here under my own power. He asked me, he just asked me to come and trust him that he would deliver. And I trust him. And sometimes I come up here and I don't feel a thing. And I'm saying, Lord, where are you? You said you'd never leave me. But I sure ain't feeling you tonight. You know, and, and that used to happen to me a lot, especially in the jail. You know, I, I'd been there maybe a few minutes and I'd get started. And next thing I know, there he is. He was there all the time. But he wanted me to open my mouth and start saying something. Trust him. Don't wait. Don't wait until you feel something. Just step forth. Get your feet wet. 
And it, it, takes, it takes courage to do that. And it takes faith to do that. Because you think you get, you know, I, I've ministered in front of a few people and I've ministered in front of thousands of people. And, and that can be kind of scary. Because if he don't show up, I'm in trouble. Because God knows, he's my witness, that I can't do anything without him. It's him that does the teaching. I, I just put down what he gives me and I'm, I'm just a vessel. I, I don't claim to do any of this by myself. You know, but the power of your imagination is awesome. If you see it, in other words, you can have it. In Genesis 11, you know, that is a good example of that in the Tower of Babel. You know, it's how the Lord said that unless he came down and confused their language, confounded their language, they could have anything they wanted. In other words, they were all in one accord. And he said they can have anything, you know, whatever they say. So we got to do something. He said, we've got to go down there and confound their language or they're going to have anything. Remember the Israelites and how they saw themselves as grasshoppers? And they said, so we were in our own sight. Let me point out that the giants did not see them as grasshoppers first. They saw themselves as grasshoppers first. And then when they saw themselves as grasshoppers first, then the giants saw them as grasshoppers. It just said, and we were like grasshoppers in her own sight. And so we were in their sight. They had been conditioned for so long to be slaves that they could only see themselves as slaves. They couldn't get rid of that wilderness mentality. And it cost them everything good that God had planned for them. It cost them their lives because those, I think it's the age under 21, I believe, I believe it's 21 or either 18. Um, I stand to be corrected on that. But it was either 21 or 18. But all those under, all the others died in the wilderness. And the others came through. The word tells us in Romans 8, 5. He says, For the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. But you've received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry, Abba. Abba, Father, Father, Daddy. Hallelujah. He tells us in 35 there, nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. Think of it like the four lepers in, in 2 Kings 7.3. They had a decision to make. It was a life or death decision that they had to make. Sometimes you're going to come up against, sometimes while you're still here on this earth, you may have already come up against one, but you might have to make a decision that's a life and death decision decision and you're going to have to make make that decision you're going to have to make that choice they had a decision the leopards had a decision to make it was a life or death decision they had to make there was a famine going on and they had to decide they were sitting outside the gate the four of them because they had leopards they could not be inside and so they had to decide if they wanted to stay where they were for surely if they did they would die they knew that they knew if we sit here we're going to die. As a matter of fact, I think one translation, they said, why sit here? Why sit here until we die? Let me ask you, why sit here and not do? If you want these things, put forth a little effort. A little, you know, make a decision. You can make a decision tonight that I'm not going to just sit around and take what the devil puts on me anymore because I don't have to do that. You're the one that has the authority over him. Hallelujah. He said, they, they took a chance. 
But you know, just because you lose a few rounds doesn't mean you lose the entire fight. I lose some rounds every now and then, but I'm not going to quit fighting just because I lost a few rounds. I'm going to stay in the fight. You know, I'm sure that they were afraid. Fear will always create unbelief, but God didn't give you a spirit of fear. On the contrary, God gave, he says in the God word translation, God didn't give us a cowardly spirit. He said, but he gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. In this translation, he says, of good judgment. God impressed upon me that his love washes away all our fears for his love lives in us. The, the love lives on the inside of us. And 1 John four eighteen says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear and the perfect one lives in us. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, let's go over to 2 Kings 7 and read just a little bit. It says, for the Lord had made, in verse 6 it said, for the Lord had made the Syrian army hear a noise of chariots and horses, the noise of a great army. When the Syrians had heard this noise, they said to one another, the king of Israel has hired the Hittites and the Egyptian king to come up against us. But saints, there was no army. But God made the Syrians think there was an army. I thought that was really awesome. That reminds me of the one about David. I won't preach on that when he heard the rustling in the trees, you know. And the Lord said he'd let him know when it was time to go, go fight. But there was, there was no army. But the Lord made it sound like there was an army. So it says in verse 7, so, so it says the Syrians arose and fled in the twilight. In other words, in the dark. And they left their tents, their horses, their donkeys, even the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. And when the lepers got to the edge of the camp, they realized it was empty. They went in, they ate the heart out, they drank, and they carried away the silver and all the gold. There were, there were nobody raiding them, but God made them think it was. But if the lepers had to continue to sit outside the gate, that wall, and did not take a chance, they would have died. They would have done without. Some of you may not die, but you may do without something that's on the other side of the wall, that, that, that invisible shield that Satan has put in your mind telling you and persuading you and conditioning you to think that you can't do it, you can't have it. You know, you, you just can't. They overcame. It didn't say they were not afraid. It said they overcame. The word just tells us that, that they had a decision to make and they made it. And when they took that first step of faith, then God stepped in and helped them fight their battle. Think about that. God takes over. I just love it. He just, he just comes up. He takes over if you let him. The battlefield is always going to be in your mind, saints. It is in your mind that the devil is going to try to deceive you. You have to get into the word and you have to, and you have to have a mind change. In other words, get your mind renewed. You're going to have to have that. You know, God said he gave you a Christ-like mind. Just because you've been conditioned to think a certain way doesn't mean you can't change. It reminds me of a story I heard about a baby elephant. He said, I've been, I've been told that when an elephant is born, that they tie him to a small stake so he won't wander off. So while he's still small and not very strong, that he is conditioned. There we go with that 
conditioned to think. The little fellow is conditioned to think that he can't get loose because he tries. He tries to get loose. However, he's, you know, he's not very strong. He's just a baby elephant. So he can't, he can't pull through. It's kind of like the piranha. After a while, he just gives up. You know, the piranha, after a while, after 30 days, he just gave up. The elephant continues to grow and gets to where he weighs a tons, but he still won't break loose from the stake. Even though now at his weight, he could probably easily pull down the whole tent. At his weight, he could probably pull the whole tent down. But he won't try because he tried so many times in the past on that little stake and he couldn't pull it down so he doesn't try anymore. Some of you have been trying some things and the enemy has conditioned you and made you think that you can't do it so you, you're giving up. You don't want to try anymore. There are some people that's listening online tonight. I might be talking to you. Maybe he's conditioned you to think that you can't go certain places or do certain things. When it's just a lie. It's just a lie of the enemy. He's just conditioned you. Why? Because he's been conditioned since birth to think that he can't. That's why. Just like some of you. God tells us we are new creatures as the world stated in 1 Corinthians. And according to him, we can do all things. Saints, in the past, maybe you couldn't do it. Maybe when you were uh, a non-Christian, maybe you couldn't do any of these things on your own. But now you can, for you've been given the Holy Spirit to help you. You've got the helper living on the inside of you. I've got the helper living on the inside of me, and I remind him of that every day, every day. I just say, Holy Spirit, I just welcome your presence, and I thank you for your presence. I pray that today that you'll speak through me today, that you'll work through me today and let me be a vessel for you. And I pray that you'll bring back to my remembrance because that's what the Bible says, that he'll bring back to your remembrance all things that you can't remember. So I said, I just pray you'll bring back to my remembrance all things and, and quicken the word of God to me. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. And with that special word, we've come to the end of our broadcast today with author, Bible teacher, and speaker, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, here on Speak the Word. In just a moment, Pastor Joe will be back with a special closing thought. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. It's secure and easy to make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card. Our ministry telephone number is 855-505-2297. We'd like to tell you about Pastor Joe's booklet on finances called Receiving God's Financial Miracle. What exactly does God have to do with your finances, and why do so many Christians struggle to make ends meet? The Bible tells us from Philippians that God will supply every one of our needs. Pastor Joe will share her heart on how God is a generous God, even when we're in need. She'll also help warn of some false teachers from the church who lie and steal in the name of prosperity. In this booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle, Pastor Joe will also help you align your words with God's Word, as that is the key to true blessing. 
Just ask for the booklet Receiving God's Financial Miracle by Pastor Joanne Ramsey when you send a gift of any amount to Speak the Word Ministry. Our telephone number is 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. Or you can order the book by sending an email directly to Pastor Joe. Her email address is Pastor Joe, that's J-O, at speakthewordministry.net. Again, that's Pastor Joe at speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a final word. Father, I thank you that your word has instructed us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we will know what your perfect will is for us. And you have sent the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and our helper to help us discern and understand your word. Help us, O Lord, to understand that we must renew our minds to your way of thinking in order to lay hold of the good life that your word has promised. Forgive us, Lord, for allowing the enemy to deceive us by filling our minds with lies to keep us down and to make us think that our giants are bigger than you. We know that according to your word in Romans 8.31, if you be for us, who can be against us? Who can be our enemy if our God is on our side? Hallelujah. You did not even spare your own son, but you gave him up for us all. Will you not also graciously give us all other things? Thank you, Lord, that it gives you good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. And join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word of God